morning, pals, and welcome on this beautiful Portland Sunday to the Boy Howdy Podcast. I'm Annie. I'm Bill. And we have with us this week a special guest. Hamilton. <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> Naked. Internet sensation. We are racial gender blind here in our casting. How are you doing, Alexander Hamilton? I'm doing so good. Yeah, how Did are you, you dealing with the surge of popularity? Surge of popularity is pretty awesome. Yeah, you kept, uh-huh. you kept on hearing everyone talking about you. Yeah. You, you came back and I decided came back. to talk to us for some reason. I know, it's a deep I cut, back, Hamilton. I embodied a lesbian. <laughs> I want to say for my... For, Cool choice. It's <laughs> pretty good. Having modern, a good time. Welcome to the 21st century. Thank you. I'm drinking orange juice out of a carton. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a bold choices there, Alexander Hamilton. Oh, you still Definitely got burst bullet fully. in your head. Though. I do. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. A little bit of headache. That's okay. Now I have this wonderful thing called ibuprofen. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Excellent. You're and, in good and, shape. Probably, and, and I hear something called antibiotics. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the rage. All the rage. <laughs> Hey, Bill, how you doing, friend? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, last night I watched the first half of Hamilton. I found a bootleg online. Someone mm-hmm. actually taped the performance with their iPhone. <gasps> mm-hmm. So, well, that's the thing. Everyone's been raving about uh, the Hamilton musical that's been out for, yeah. I guess it only actually started performing, like, last summer. Mm-hmm. But I've been hearing about it long before that, because I guess they had, you know, per- I, I, there, there were previews and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's actually pretty cute. It's not that bad. I've only seen the first half. But, you know, plays are long. That's like three and a half hours. It's like Return of the King. <laughs> it's like 18 hours. So yeah. watching one half of that is like watching a movie. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. It's pretty good. Like I said, I was the, everyone's really hot and sexy in it. So like, yeah, Everyone's been losing their shit about Hamilton. But my whole thing is that play, like, I, I there are musicals in my life where I've experienced them as soundtracks first yeah. and then seen the performance. Yeah, and it never... always alters my perception mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. I'm much, like a musical is intended to be seen performed. Yeah. So I've been holding out until it comes to Portland, which it should be doing next year. Yeah. And I'm sure I but will only have to those pay tickets. $800 well, for a ticket in the, the secondary tickets. market. Yeah. yeah. How Oof. do you buy... Because at least with movies, you know you can go to Fandango or something like that. Where do you well, there buy... Are, well, there are places where you can basically scalp tickets digitally. Where do you really? buy t- Broadway yeah. tickets at, How though? do you know these things? Well, I tried to sell my Joanna Newsome tickets, like, two weeks ago on one of those sites, too. I mean, it's like, it's like tickets oh, you got fly sick let her you shit? do that. Well, I just wasn't going to go. She mouthing off about Hillary. That's right, Bill. So, no, I just wasn't going to go. Like, okay, I'll just sell my tickets online or whatever. Okay, yeah. And, like, there's a whole secondary ticket market how, online. How much are you flipping for? I did not. No one bought them. Oh, no. Well, I sold them, like, I decided day of I wasn't going to go. Oh, so okay, I okay, sold, okay. I was like, ah, oh my God. four hours before the performance. Is Julia Newsom one of those people? Uh, she's one of those people who people like either she... love her or hate her. Doesn't it's she very divisive. Pickles? There's this. There's a lady singer who sounds like like Kirsten Shaw, <laughs> but I swear to God, she's singing a, a jar a song about a jar of pickles. That is not Joanna Newsom. At okay, all. Joanna Newsom is one of. The, she's kind of like a lady Tom Waits in that her lyrics are very. I would insightful. totally recognize her if I heard it. But yes, like, you yeah, would. there's so many. I know. Yeah, she does have one of her most famous songs is a song called Peach Plum Pear, which yeah, all maybe, which is a, which are all pea named foods. <laughs> so maybe that's your confusion of misinterpreted. <laughs> and I am child enough in brain that I would easily confuse just because it's pea. Bill, what's your favorite Tom Waits song? Oh, we God. were talking about this in the tattoo parlor yesterday. A fucking a hamster in jail. A good I choice. Know. I mean, that could be good uh, choice. My head would be a good funeral song. It's not really an answer. But that's my not really. Uh, that's a good. Qu- like I love Tom Waits enough. Yeah. It's hard to pin down. Well, see, that was the thing. We uh, Foley got her tattoo shaded last night. Which and tattoo? Who's Foley? <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> Alexander Hamilton is working on a back piece of a sweet wolf. Is right. this anything I'm currently having? Is this the Foley? <laughs> yeah. Um, at the tattoo room last night, we were talking to um. 
Hamilton, you would like this, my friend Foley. <laughs> um, Foley has been going to this one tattoo artist for like 15 years now, and we were talking to him about Tom Waits and uh, Alexander Hamilton oh, you being dead. Him. Being um, dead was like, who Tom Waits? Who did? So what did Tom Waits for? Tom Waits. Yeah. And we were talking about how amazing Tom Waits is as a lyricist and a performer and like a musician. Like he's mm-hmm. so good on so many levels. But also there is such a breadth of Tom Waits. Like if you don't like this type of Tom Waits, you might like that type There's of Tom Waits. There's kind of Tom Waits and kind of funny Tom Waits. Yeah, there's like ballady kind of Tom Waits. Tom Waits. Like, yeah. I didn't, want to, I didn't want to say to Adam that my favorite Tom Waits is Mystery Man. Or Mystery Man Tom Waits. <laughs> Why not? Where he's just actor, the mad scientist. He's, he's, yeah. junkyard, he's the junkyard guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the Tom Waits I know and You're love. allowed to say that. Well, well, so what's your favorite Tom Waits? I though? think my favorite Tom Waits is a good man is hard to find. I really fucking Which, love I that song. If you stick a gun to my... Isn't that a cover? Is it? Because that sounds like... It's a good man hard to find. That, that sounds like a song that should have been like a 1940s Broadway staple. Doesn't sound like it would be a Tom Waits. I can't, even, I can't even think what that song sounds like. I, no, I, the lyrics of it are not like a 40s staple. There was right something... Right. Oh, I was fucking on Matomo. One of the Matomo questions was like, what's your favorite song lyric? Uh-huh. And the first thing that popped to, hit, to mind, there was a Tom Waits lyric where he sings... Every, some, every time I hear that melody, something breaks inside. That's from a, like a... Song I've only heard on some Tom Waits bootlegs, and I can't remember mm-hmm. what the actual title is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying to think what the. I mean, the first Tom Waits album I ever listened to was the Night on Earth soundtrack, uh-huh. and which starts off with a song about. Oh god, I can't remember the name of the song, but it's like. I mean, it's exactly what you think Tom Waits is going to be. It's. Yeah. It's. I really like Green Grass. Like, that's another of my favorite Tom Waits songs. Yeah. Is that the one that's... No, because he, he's got a song called All the World is Green, which is all about how that's the good world's, world's going to be covered in grass once everyone's finally dead. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I think about that. That's I a good question. We'll have to something to think week. about. I've been thinking about this ever since. So, yeah, which tattoo Hamilton did you get, Shane? <laughs> uh, the Sweet Wolf. <laughs> sweet Wolf. It's on my back. You know what? I, I picture it. Uh, it's a wolf that says a little banner. It says Sweet Wolf. Sweet Wolf. It's almost like an MMB. M- M- Bam and then it says America. 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 Oh man, yeah. Yeah, Tom Waits. Uh, hopefully, uh, people listening to this actually like Tom Waits, so they're not bored by the <laughs> conversation. Did you hear that Axl Rose is going to be the new lead singer for ACDC? Axl Rose what? from Guns N' Roses. What? So was it that the lead singer of ACDC died in the last year or two, and so they're looking for Axl Rose? But Axl Rose Axel is old and fat now. It's just kind of funny. So everyone's like, what? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? That's weird. Yeah. How are you guys doing? Okay, I can't. I'm going to stop Googling it because it's hard to find. You know what? Also, I think Hamilton. Hamilton. Six foot five weighs a fucking ton. (laughs) You know what? Brad Neely could be getting all that Hamilton cash now. If he hadn't been swindled out of all that George Washington cash, he could have turned that into a musical and fucking... Mm -hmm. Oh. Uh, It's funny. I've been playing uh, Day of the Tentacle the remastered version that came out on PS4. Yeah. The reason why I bring it up is that I forgot that that game is, takes place in three the same location in three different time periods, which okay. is a great goof. It's yeah. a great gimmick right there. Because then, you know, things you do in one time affects the other times. Yeah. It's just it's a like great goof. Of time. It's really smart. When did that game come out? Uh, 94? 93? Oh, so that... Okay, so that... There, there's a lot of games that kind of... Okay, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh... <laughs> Here's my favorite part of the podcast where Bill eats during the podcast. I'm now eating fajitas. Yeah, I or things that he bought Bill from our house. <laughs> I uh, I made chicken fajitas and I promised I'd bring Bill some. Oh, and of really course he's eating it. Opening of this podcast, he's eating it cold out of the container, which is exactly how it should be consumed. Oh man, it's all just like wet chicken. Uh huh. Oh, spices. You said you put yeah. jalapenos. In we did. We put jalapenos. There's a little bit of small flavor. Yeah, a tiny jalapeno. 
Anyway, I'm going to finish what I'm actually talking about. It's also in an ice cream container, which is actually kind of funny. Anyway, (laughs) oh, you were saying. We were Um, talking. uh, I forgot that the the part of that game that's in the past is actually, the goof is, it's Jefferson, George Washington, and John Hancock. It's in the same location? Yeah, the joke is they're in this inn. Bill, it's not a historically accurate game. I hate to break it to you. Um, And Ben Franklin's there, and Betsy Ross is there. It's just really goofy. And I asked you to start playing it, because I was like, oh, it's been sitting there. You should play that. Mm-hmm. And then was just like, I don't want to see these people I used to know because I'm Alexander Hamilton. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Bring <it> back memories. <laughs> no, um, I asked you to play it. Those old weirdos. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, no, I was really hoping it would be more like um, Full Throttle, mm. or or like you 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 showed me Full Throttle and then you showed me. Um, Grim Fandango. Grim Fandango. Those games like, are both very watchable. Those games are so good. And uh, Day, Day of the, the Tentacle, Tentacle is, is not. not is full watchable. throttle? Wouldn't that be next up on the remake schedule yeah. if they keep on pulling forward? Well, they, 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 it is next. Yeah. So they're Have they that said one. that? Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, that has been announced. All right, so. So was that a voice I fucking love. Yeah, yeah, it was. Okay. So it was Day of the Tentacle for that matter. But the 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 jump, Some... technically speaking, between Day of the Tentacle and Full Throttle is significant. Yeah. So, but yeah, I I actually have a I I just played Full Throttle with Foley six months ago or something like that. Something like that. You um, you emulated it from. I was about era. to ask like how yeah. the hell did you play it? Well, yeah. there's a great emulator for all the old Scum games called Scum, Scum OS. I think it is Scum VM. Yeah, Scum VM, yeah. which you can play pretty much every LucasArts adventure game on everything. You can play it on Mac. Wii. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have it emulated to everything. You could port it to your DS if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so she's we yeah, played that I together in Grim Fandango. But, yeah, Day of the Tentacle is a... It's more of a Looney Tunes cartoon, very deliberately, and it is much harder to watch. So, so I took a nap. <laughs> Yep. I was enjoying my time with it. It's funny, I've only took played... took a little hammy nap. I play, I've only played Day of the Tentacle once, but I was having total recall as I was playing these, doing these puzzles of the, like, the puzzles. It was like, as it was, it's kind of like Looper, where it was as it was happening, I had memory of it happening or yeah. something. I was like, oh, damn. I remember this. Remember this? Remember this? You know who Ponya's favorite president is? Hamilton! <laughs> Also, Alexander Hamilton was never president, you fuck. No, Has but... He no! A, there's a Hamilton... There's a... There's Why is he on the $10 bill? Because he was head of the Treasury Department. Yeah. He oh, was the first a, head of the Treasury that's Department. That's a highlight of what his career... Because I've only watched the first half of this. <laughs> really? He was the first... He, like, established our Treasury Department. He, like... And he helped found our country. He went, money, Bill, go here. Ben Franklin was also not a president. That doesn't mean that he's not what an bill? Oh, he's on a $100 bill. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Well. Yeah, chuckle but fuck. He invented the stove. <laughs> he invented eyeglasses and the uh-huh. shotgun. And he wrote a really good book. Yeah. <laughs> he loved farmers. Hey, Bill, tell me about Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank is a good game. The, the end. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, Annie, you've never played, uh, despite being a fan of three platformers, you never played those, uh, you never played Ratchet and You no. said you're a fucking Jack and Dexter fan? No, I, I have never played the Jack and Dexter games either. I played uh, Crash, Crash Bandicoot. See, that was all really those my... games merged, because I wasn't playing 3D platformers during the yeah. PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2 era. I was playing fucking Mario 64. I didn't have a PS2 for a long, long time. Do you so... see first PlayStation 2, the one we went in on together? It may well be. Oh, man, that's rough. Because I... Because we got that like a year before the PlayStation 
3 came out. Like, that can't be true. But I remember back in Texas, I had a PS1 for a long time. Okay. So I played those. Pla- like, I played Spyro the Dragon and See, Crash Bandicoot. I never Bandicoot played any of those games, yeah. And uh, that shit. And so, yeah, I never played any of the PS2 I could never get Ratchet and & Clank and Jack and & Daxter. Like, I always got the good uh, Now I know which ones are which. You really need to watch the devs play that um, uh, Double Fine Productions did, where it's the creator, or one this, of the creators. This part of... where I pretend you didn't mention this right before yeah. we started recording. So, so what's that? I was Andy? talking to Foley, and I was like, because Foley and I were talking about doing this Vikings <laughs> podcast. I'm like, Foley, you have to do this. You have to make me a promise, though. When we discuss something that we talked about before the mm-hmm. podcast, I want you to make it an interesting listening experience by not acknowledging that we talked about it before <laughs> and continue having a conversation like normal. I had to remember and she, the questions she, I had. She, she said that would, that was cool and she could do that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Hamilton, that's correct. <laughs> All right. God damn it. Um, so, uh, anyway, they talk about that during development, that they, f- they realize, like, both teams mutually realize that they are both making these, these character platformers yeah. with yeah. two names in the title, and they were both kind of like, fuck. Well, I guess, like, Ratchet and Clank was more of an action game, because yeah, they're very stuff, whereas, I guess, yeah. Rat- or the, what's, the, Jack and Daxter, which was more conventional platforming. Well, I mean, it's, it um, was by Naughty Dog, they were building off of Crash Bandicoot. Did you yeah. know they're making a Ratchet and Clank movie, and that's the whole reason why this yeah. game came out? Yeah, so this, this is, is the game of the movie of the game. Which is based on the first game it's a half remake of the first game but with like new content it's like street fighter the game the movie the game that is what i just said yeah yeah did you that's actually what they're calling it though they're calling it ratchet the game the movie the game mads mickelson Uh uh-huh channing tatum okay they're in that in what? In Ratchet and Clank? Yeah. Oh, in the movie? Yeah. Wow, that's good. That's what a coup of casting. Wait, who are they playing? They did all <laughs> mocap of every character. <laughs> every character. Tatum and I, that's why I wanted to fuck a Lombax so bad. <laughs> Man, Channing Tatum is going to be in the next Kingsman movie. What's yeah. Oh, I heard about that. Have you seen the first one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I we've haven't. talked about it on this podcast. I haven't. I still haven't seen it. You gave it to me. I we heard had a it's whole good. conversation it's about it. Great. You heard from me that it was good. Because everyone keeps talking about spoilers, like, oh, so and so character who who shouldn't be coming back because I guess they're dead. We'll be coming back for the next one. So yeah. I need to watch it. So that I could know be what's like going so. Many I mean, people. it's yeah. it, there's a high body count. Oh, yeah, there's, there's a lady with stick legs. Yes, Bill. We had this whole. Co- we, you are doing that thing where you forgot a conversation we had. Well, that was like a month ago. But it would be cool if he could do that for other things. Like recent, oh, recent recall. Boy. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, They've spoken about two uh, two weeks. Plus. Did you see who's going to be the villain in the next Fast and Furious movie? Is is it going to be Charlie's? Because I know yeah. she's going to be in it. Is yeah, she gonna the, she's going to be the villain. I mean, how do you? Top I mean, Jason Statham. You get Charlie's <laughs> Charlie there. You guys did not even see the last one, right? I saw like the first half of it before I got bored. And it's Jason watching. Statham. Yeah, got yeah bored. I still got bored. Him. I love, I love half the people in that to movie. To be fair, uh, Fast Seven is not as good as Fast Six because Fast Six has uh, The Rock all the way through, yeah. Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Whereas Fast Seven, he's only in the beginning and the very end. Yeah. When he shows up at the end, he breaks his cast and he's like, I, I get gun. <laughs> This is great, man. Um, but yeah, no, watching a clank. So this is okay. I wrote, I wrote an extended paragraph, but yeah, why Bill, I think read it, your uh, paragraph. I'm okay. ready. An <clears throat> essay by Bill Mudrick. Age six. <laughs> it is just a great all-round game that feels like how you remember great old 3D action platforming games felt like to play. Which also just makes a lot of great little anti-frustration design decisions like really friendly checkpointing, mm-hmm. fuck tons of ammunition everywhere, mm-hmm. no need to recollect collectibles if you die, That's weapons right. that get more powerful at, while you use them, and lots of cheats, extras, difficulty, customizing options, etc. with a fun and dopey sense of humor and great graphics on top. It is a good game. <laughs> 
D-N. Says Bill Mudry. I give it a B plus. All right. All right. No, I I don't want to oversell the game because its charms are... It's not doing anything new or revolutionary. It's just going back to an old gameplay, you know, like 3D action platformers Mm -hmm. and just doing it really well and getting great graphics and just... What I think is interesting is what you said where it plays like you remember those That's the thing, because if you go back and play those games, they're never as good as you remember. But this feels like, instead of going back to playing old Ratchet and Clank, just buy this and it'll be, yeah. So it's a video game comfort food. That's... It's it's, it's the mac and cheese of video games. Especially if you grew up with video games in the 90s, which I didn't even do. So, like, I like these games, but I'd never had that much nostalgia that much nostalgia for yeah. these games yeah but th- between this and space jam i am developing a weird sense of 90s nostalgia <laughs> You're getting, that, like secondhand nostalgia which i was an adult in the 90s but still part of me like yeah watch space jam play some ratchet and clank playstation 4 get some ecto cooler get some fucking <laughs> what what was good candy in the 90s you like were, some uh, slam jammy gummies or something like that no you get a uh, uh, fruit fruit by the foot yeah get some fruit by the foot and you can fucking go crazy it's a good game it's uh-huh. beautiful yeah, but it is nice because it's it, it, uh, it controls really well graphics mm-hmm. are really great but yeah they made a whole bunch of like there's like a lot like nice leveling up systems for all your guns and stuff so it's mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 like an old game design but with like lots of new like little little bells and whistles that kind of like you know little things to collect uh, mm-hmm. uh there's this whole card trading thing where like if you collect the uh, suites of cards in the game uh, you get like a little bonuses for your character like mm-hmm. you'll get extra experience points faster for leveling up your guns and just like little things like you know you can uh, totally ignore that stuff if you want mm-hmm. but it's so funny it's also just you know ratchet and clank are cute characters too it's just kind of like oh he did the thing and he said the thing and that guy's funny you know bah, 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 <laughs> he said bah. card trading game and all i kept thinking was like Yu-Gi-Oh. No, that there's no multiplayer component it's all just single play but it's also only 40 bucks quote unquote oh, only nice. 40 bucks it's a cheap game yeah uh so but it was good i was really it's, great. it's funny because i the thing that came out last week was dark souls 3 yeah, yeah. And that was the thing i was anticipating playing yeah and right. dark souls 3 shows up and i play it for two hours i'm like okay that's some dark souls now i'm gonna play some ratchet and clank because i bought ratchet and clank thinking well this will be what i play when i want to blow off some steam and i'm not yeah. i don't want to be completely oppressed yeah this yeah, yeah this is the parks and recreation to my hannibal yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. and then i put in parks i put in a ratchet and clank and i never picked i have not touched dark souls since i put in uh ratchet and clank yeah that's all i mainlined all weekend i and i spe- stayed up late last night just to finish it so i can give it to you because i know Thank you'll have you, a good Bill. time with it yeah it so like nice today i'll have to go back to dark souls 3 yeah but dark souls 3 okay okay for the two hours i play for ratchet and clank look good yeah it's, you know, it's one of the best games i've played in the last couple of years i would oh, say that's that. awesome just in terms of like just the fun. Yeah, so yeah. The presentation. I, that's what I liked about those old th- character-based 3D platformers. Yeah, it's just a video it? game video game. Yeah, yeah. Pew, pew, just pew. Just having fun. It's, yeah. It'll be great. Um, I'm ready for it because I just beat uh, Far Cry Primal the other day. Finally. I, I, when I, my I mean, final hour count was 35 hours on that. Oh, so, so you're just playing it in very small slices. Okay. Yeah, really? Yeah. I, I was surprised. I mean, that's about as much time hours. as I put into it. I was really surprised. Did you 100% it? No, I got. I mean, I got. I got like seventy five percent through, yeah. which is impressive considering that game is full of fucking collectibles and shit. Oh, that's why I forgot. One hundred percent in that game. That's an Ubisoft game, so yeah. there's a shitload of. I really yeah, like enjoyed all the my time stuff. with that game. Actually, like it was a really pleasurable game. And then by the end of it, I like that it's even though your character is such a um, cipher, it's a game that's about building a family and building a community, and it doesn't take the tacks that I necessarily expected it to. Mm-hmm. It's weirdly empathetic to its villains to the end which I actually kind of like the Neanderthal guy that you oh. essentially beat and capture oh yeah that was, that was I was like what are he they got gonna, f- is that gonna... the same one with the fire in his head yeah 
Yeah, well, they, yeah, they all have this disease. Yeah, yeah, no, all like all the characters, and like I like his the other villain of the game is the skinny fire guy, uh-huh. and he's all like Pee Wee Herman, but, like kind of. Whereas like the Neanderthal guy is just a big bulky, I kill you, blah, yeah. blah, blah. and but you got the like yeah. the skinny smart fire guy, and he's got all his own little story. But yeah, well, no, it's that I I like um building a, a game about building a family. That's why yeah. I, uh, GTA San Andreas is my favorite Grand Theft Auto game because mm-hmm. that's the only Grand Theft Auto game that's about kind of building a makeshift family and yeah. actually that game ends with like and hey, let's have a little house party with all your new friends yeah. that's kind of nice yeah crime game that's why yeah Far Cry Primal I kind of like, I really liked it. like literally like you start with it's just you and as Bill says your wife in a cave do you, okay by the end do, do you not agree no. that she's kind of no not uh, at oh Bill not even remotely maybe just, maybe just because I wouldn't date that <laughs> like you know like she got she got a weird hairline. My right, boyfriend right, right, was an Neanderthal. It's a sweet, sweet, okay. it's a sweet, sweet well, specific turn off when you're wearing an ear necklace. <laughs> that's true, actually. And she's like, "Can you bring me back an ear?" And I'm like, like, "No, I will not get you Pringles or that I ear." Could just fuck everyone. It's not like anyone has to lay claim to what you get. Just you know, well, yeah, you can't find ambient. Fucking. I still can't. Play. <laughs> that only happened once. I still kind of feel like what's a fever dream? I told. We talked about this at length on the podcast. I ran into people. I ran. She found ambient in the game. character slept for three days. Anyway. I like that the game starts with it's just you in this shitty little shack in a cave. Yeah! And then by the end of it, you've built like this whole little yeah, village. No. It's really cute. Yeah, and it's all these people. Them. And ultimately, the story is one of kind of unification more than it is of conquering. The one thing I, I regret, though, and I know that this game was a filler game and it didn't get all the full resources that they normally have. And that what they did was pretty great. Yeah, they recycled that. a lot of assets from other games just to paste this thing together. You know? But um, uh, I... Um, one thing that drives me crazy, and I've talked about this on games, is games that are about ensemble casts. But you really, in practice, that means you 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 do like four or five missions with one character, and then you never see them again. Yeah, oh, like yeah. I hate that in these sorts of games because it just kind of drains some of the pleasure of building a community. Yeah, you can throw those characters more successfully throughout the whole story. It doesn't yeah. have to be just like, okay, here's the suite of six missions. This, yeah, yeah. I'm the telling closest, you what you're telling me. Yeah, the closest you get is with your favorite, the redneck guy. Like yeah! eventually towards the end of the game after even after you've done all his missions eventually he shows up in your village and he's like hey dude i'm gonna stay here with Walk y'all a now talk a time. <laughs> and uh, uh like that's the closest you get to a character like post their thread content they just and you just wish... collect them that's like collecting pokemon yeah, for people. and then they're just quiet. i love that you killed that guy with a bear he asked me to. I, he did. Is that the one where he's got, like, I want to build a rock shield, so send that bear after me and we're going to see if it, it was. Like, yeah, it was, or no, I think uh, he had, like, an anti bear an like, okay. like, So he does it, and a bear then Annie sends, Annie sends her, her cave bear after him. Cave bear makes short work. Uh-huh. Short work. We go down and we're like, he can't be dead, right? And Eddie picks him up and throws him in the river. Yeah, and then he's he still making his barks the their thing in the river. It yeah, because they want to make sure that like he's not, you know that he's not dead, but he's a corpse, but he's making like, uh, uh, as, as you're shoving him around <laughs> yeah, or anything yeah, like yeah. that, yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed Far Cry Primal. Like, that, it, it was like surprisingly, for a game that is all about like brutal hand-to-hand combat, it was a surprisingly gentle and beautiful game. It's a really game. pretty game. Yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than any of the other Far Cry's, I And think. it's interesting that they took the Far Cry Primal and stripped all the guns out. I mean, yeah. still, it's the same yeah. gameplay design and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but no, of... it's very different when you don't have a bazooka. Yeah. Were you guys playing on easy? Because I had a hard time on normal difficulty Oh, I played on... I always built... If I'm ever playing a game, know that the first thing I do is look for the easy setting. Oh, I have yeah. never not played a game on easy in fucking years. I've played a game on enjoyable. That's right. <laughs> Pleasant. Well, that's another nice thing about Ratchet and Clank. You can switch difficulty on the fly. If you, you know, if it's all... 
And then even when you beat it, you can open like a harder difficulty yeah. mode. Yeah, but you, um, you finishing you finishing Far Cry Primal was like, yeah, I want them to make a like a historical. Yeah, Far Cry. I, I really want them to continue this historical Far Cry thing because Far Cry makes so much oh. more sense in that context. And then you can do. I don't the know kind if I can of... handle two historical Ubisoft. Yeah, series. you can. Because I've already run Assassin's Creed. No, we've now. talked about this, but I think it's such a different game. Who the fuck cares? It's just the window dressing of those but, mechanics. But uh, like the Far Cry Primal, the formula. I've already like they, it's it's the same formula with a bunch of different assets plugged into it. I want them to change up the formula a little bit because it's always They're like okay, there's a bunch of towers. To. It's and that's that's the that's the goose that lays the golden eggs. I what think Far Cry Primal do? was the tipping point, just like like that last Assassin's Creed game was the my tipping point for Ooh. Assassin's Creed. Game. Not that there was anything no, specifically wrong that. about that, I but it's just like that. it's just that thing where I like is this? I've already played this game five times. See, I accept that, but I am fine with them boiling it down to its essential nutrients and then just polishing the shit out of that. Yeah. Like that is well, very. We also approach games in two different ways. Oh, yeah. Whereas, like, yeah, you you're you're not worried about like I want them to switch. You you want this. You kind of want that comfort food of that at least when it comes to sounds like far cry and assassin's creed you want that same formula you don't you don't mind it just being well the things i want i just want to play like with 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 far cry i don't really give shit about much i like collecting things and exploring that's kind of what i went from far cry and i want the rest of the game not to be so difficult that that i will be impeded in those two things with assassin's creed i just want a pleasurable sense of movement through space yeah in in a beautiful historical location whereas me i guess i'm just more easily bored with that stuff not to say i like a more refined sense of it's okay to be wrong it's a voracious gamer and always looking like what's new what's crazy what's different and so i'm always like so when i come back to the games of like in a series i've already played before i'm always like why is this the same why you know so i I guess we i don't know a bold change is so hard to do well i know yeah yeah. whereas i would say evolving something that you do well into something better is more interesting what would you want in the next part like what would your ideal next far cry far cry vikings we talked about on the podcast yeah like that would be that hard you just take far cry primal and put some swords i mean seriously like it would be in the the, whole invader narrative yeah the invader narrative you do the the the, you have a section of it that takes place in the fjords you you have to you know do things so that you can build boats so that you can then travel to the coast of england and ireland and then you fucking sack those places and you bring slaves back and then you learn the language and as you learn the language the language like doing a language component so Mm -hmm. that like in Far Cry Primal, they're not speaking English. Yeah. They're speaking. Would that be? Would that be? Would you prefer that as a Far Cry Primal or as a Far Cry game as opposed to Assassin's oh, Creed? Oh fuck games? yeah! Yes, okay. it wouldn't work with the Assassin's nothing, Creed model at all. They wouldn't work with the Assassin's Creed model yeah. because there's nothing really very tall to climb. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's you like know? the whole thing of Viking life. It's about brutal violence and exploration. It's not about yeah. like a good Assassin's Creed game is about freedom of movement in a kind of condensed space. And they successfully like have done things with like groups of people. Mm-hmm. Like you go on a hunting party in Primal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you kind of sneak up on stuff. Change that to a raiding party. Yeah. You go in and you like just fucking sack a town. Far Cry Vikings would start with you are a fucked up looking Viking putting boots to ground in the first ship of this thing. Yeah. The last <laughs> shot is you are the uh, noble. Yeah, it would like be nice to see that, Normandy. that from a first person perspective, yeah. like yeah. like on the ground, like shit's getting fucked up. Like, yeah. and if they did a Far Cry Primal thing where like all the characters are speaking like the native language, it's not. It's yeah. not like you exactly. Know, yeah, that that could be interesting. And as be, a history lesson, and you, yeah. and, as a history well, lesson, video game is time machine. And yeah. you learn, yeah. and you learn those as you as you take slaves from there. You can up your language quotient so that you can. Oh, that's a good so point. So that you yeah. can actually learn that what they're saying. See, that would be. 
Like, I, I could, I would play another Far uh, Far Cry game like that if they had, mm-hmm. like, an extra twist, even if it's about extra, like, yeah, building up your vocabulary. That would be yeah. an interesting yeah. gameplay mechanic, yeah. The, uh, let's, it's like uh, what they did in Rise of the Tomb Raider, which I liked. It was a like, nice thing that I wish someone else would build on. Oh, and they, they made it so that she had to learn. Yeah, you had to learn. I don't know enough Greek to translate this yet, so you had to, like, discover <laughs> more stuff. But that's cool. But, like, the thing with Assassin's Creed is that Assassin's Creed is always at its best when it's, like, you're looking at beautiful places in time, and then there's shitty Forrest Gump historical people, whereas Far Cry primal if they kind of push that a little more it's more like simulating the experience of being in that time yeah okay. more so than you know because like i no one has ever said wow i played that assassin's creed and now i know what it was like to be a muslim during the <laughs> crusades you no. know it's like that is not no. not what anyone has ever said mm-hmm. so anyway who cares they'll tell me about the jas townsend catalog it's a good kid what are we put the catalog at is <clears throat> okay so this is if, if those you, are clothes of my time <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got young hot Santa on the cover. It does. So the JAS Townsend and Son catalog. This is great because I found this guy's YouTube channel. This guy's a Revolutionary War reenactor ah. who, um, I guess he's made a business off of just like uh, recreating old Revolutionary War era. Uh, just like clothing and tools and cooking stuff. And he actually sells a lot of this stuff as prop stuff to movie mm, sure. uh, yeah. uh, people. But it. he has his own catalog. So if you want to dress like Charles, it's not just Revolutionary War stuff. He has some like Dickens era. A lot of this stuff is like, kind of like easily torture into pirate stuff. Sure. So I'm sure like a lot, a lot of pirate people like get their mm-hmm. uh, stuff from this guy. But this is great because it's not just clothing. But his catalog, he sends, he sells fake money. Spinning wheel, a colonial spinning yeah, wheel. It's four hundred fifteen dollars, but it works. Well, I can't All imagine. What's really impressive about that is just the scale and number of products that he has. And they're all, whistle. It's from all, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. It's twelve dollars. Pretty like some of it, like stuff like Boson's whistle. You just have to source. But there's a lot of shit in there where I'm like, how the fuck? From a manufacturing and supply perspective, sturdy iron padlocks for all your slave play at home <laughs> it's just it's good man so we've talked what's the medieval sword catalog that you and i love oh i just about? got a new one yesterday i, I took it I to the shop one yeah i just took it to the tattoo shop you took it to the tattoo shop and oh, the one woman that works museum there replicas? hit it i everyone. fucking love museum replicas <laughs> well this is the one it's all just weapons yeah well it's not well, no, you there's, just there's, opened there's new pages there. costumes oh, and no, props but, no, but it's mostly and weapons and well and then it's like armor maybe 25 percent weapons they do not have viking spinning wheels and this is all I'm saying. This is this and Jazz want, Townsend I mean, and Son. Well, that's because that the Townsend and Son catalog is more towards um, reenactors, reenactors yeah, versus this is more for, which is more uh, sex play. Bill. Sex play. Sex play. Look, yeah. yeah. This yeah. is a serious. This sword is flattened with a smooth blade for perfect spanking. <laughs> Bill, uh, oh, I mean, God. you're just upset because uh, the music. Uh, you don't want me I'm to hear. Deeply upset. Museum Super Replica upset. Limited. They have a lot of Robin Hood stuff, and I know it's you don't want me awful. to talk to I don't any of it. Here's a picture. It really is the worst. Like, yeah, I've got little tights Dear on. Lord. Uh, I'm a bad. little, I'm a little man with wool tights by the New Jersey Turnpike, pretending it's medieval uh-huh, England. Uh-huh. But really, no. Annie took that from where it's been sitting on our um, mm. ottoman for like a couple of weeks, and she took it to the tattoo shop because she thought, oh. 
oh, the guys at the tattoo shop would love it. They're all dorks. They're yeah. all dorks. Uh, they do. They get really excited about it. And Toma, who's the one woman that works there right now, just looks and goes, uh-uh. Yeah. No. <laughs> we will not be spending the shop budget to buy you swords. <laughs> but she- Here, I will, I will specifically call them out. If y'all are in the Portland area and are looking to get some ink done, really love the folks at Anatomy Tattoo. Anatomy Tattoo. They're up on like Portland, 26 Oregon. and Sandy. They're all real sweethearts. Lucky Toma and Adam are three of my favorite people in Portland. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. all sweethearts and we always have a good time whenever we go over there. Isn't that right, Alexander Did Hamilton? You it is, it is. That is correct. Verily. Yay. Verily. Verily. There's an underwear company that's now selling trans-friendly period underwear for, uh... What? <laughs> Just, wow, Bill. Let's talk about mail order underwear. I just happened to flip to the mail order underwear in the Jazz Townsend catalog. Is, right. no, but it's specifically it's 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 got a boy fit, but it's for yeah. ladies. You know, it's it's yeah. for like yeah. I thought that was I'm, interesting. Hey, hey everybody, we're gonna take a break and then we'll be back for the Geek Week interview. Is that it? We're all Bill, done. We're not, I'm not gonna let you talk about trans issues anymore. <laughs> let's uh, let's go back to break. No, that's have, very cool. It's very cool. Don't we have other stuff? Uh, Kimmy Schmidt. I like Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> wow, you are anxious to move on. <laughs> I had other no, stuff to talk about. Not really. That's all you had. Oh, no, I watched the first two episodes <laughs> of the new Kimmy Schmidt. Man, like, they had, she had a fucking joke about. There's a joke that was oriented directly to me. Uh, Jay Krakowski goes, Kimmy, you know about Robin Hood? And Kimmy goes, Oh, yeah, like that Disney animated movie who was a fox. Do you think he was handsome with, when you were a little kid and then your crotch would get a headache? <laughs> Which wow. is my new favorite you, joke. You laugh, You told me that this morning and you laughed about it for five straight minutes. <laughs> I just left the phrase, your crotch Crush. gets a headache. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I fucking Did love Kimmy Schmidt. Did they double down on the Native American stuff that pissed everyone else yes, off they the totally first do. episode? Yeah, totally yeah totally it was do. really Because all I saw on Twitter was like, I, lo- I would love Kimmy Schmidt if they would stop being so racist. And I'm like, I'll have to watch that, but I don't uh, like. I, don't I know, just... love Kimmy Schmidt. It Kim. makes me so happy. They weirdly make a jerk joke in the first episode that just came out of nowhere, and I'm just the like Steve staring. Martin jerk. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just staring at the TV with my head cocked like a dog that doesn't understand what you're saying. I was. I still have to watch the last episode because I love that the first yeah. season so yeah. much that I was like, oh, okay, I got up to the last episode. I was like, I'm gonna save this for a rainy day, maybe the night before the next season comes out. Mm-hmm. Now the new season is out. I, I need to finish Bill, the last. You're behind now. You're but yeah, Kimmy Schmidt was. Is it? Is it? Is it as good as the last? Well, I've watched two episodes and I really enjoyed it. That's like a quarter of, of the season because it's look, look, you can buy a tin fucking kitchen for roast. <laughs> they have iron spits. They have for for cooking. You have like pizza irons and you have oh look, you only pizza iron. Uh-huh. Yeah, Jazz Townsend. So you can get a grill. You can get. I just you got everything. I'm just saying. It's not just it's it's not just pants. They have a t- do they have a, a a turn spit that lets a dog turn it for you? <laughs> they don't Is that one of it. their episodes? Yeah, that's one of the no, that's one of the things that uh, Lucy Worsley talks about in her If These Walls Could Talk. Oh, that's kitchen. right, because I know I saw that on YouTube. I yes. couldn't remember if it was Jazz Ta- Well, also yeah, Jazz Townsend. They got a good YouTube channel. Also does Lucy Worsley? No, she doesn't. <laughs> People pirate your shit and put it on YouTube. This is our very ADD <laughs> boy hotty so pod. No, dude, if you were not here, this would what? not be a focused laser beam of a podcast. Hamilton, you just give us energy. <laughs> we <laughs> are inspired us. by your story of That's, being a young. Was he we, white or black? We have from the Caribbean. We feel he, he's uh, Scottish, I think. The Scottish. What? We feel an effervescence in our, in our pantaloons. You took your yeah. shot. I. Hey, friends, we're going to take a little break, and then we'll be back for the Geek Week in Review. It's because I had tetanus. (laughs) I know. 
I like the Skylar sister, and then he's like, that other one's also beautiful, too. What's going on? You tell me. Bros don't tell. Okay. <laughs> That's right. This is the Geek Week of the Review. This is the part of our podcast where Bill has written can, down news in the week that was. Can I give you a fan letter? Because there's this one guy you hang out, he got buck teeth and the big hair. Lafayette, I think uh-huh, he is. Uh-huh. And he also got a friend who big black guy. He's awesome. I just, if you ever make another musical, make a musical about those two guys because they're my favorite. This is a part of our podcast Lafayette with Bill. And guy. Big Bill guy. has written down news in the week that was, and I'm reading it often for the first time. <laughs> well, high fives happen all around me. Well, um, uh, first up, there was a Doctor Strange trailer released this week. It was so strong. What'd you think? We watched it literally before we started recording. You know, there's That's that thing more... where yeah, there's that thing where uh, I watch a superhero trailer and I see an actress I recognize in normal clothes, and I'm like, wow, that's the person that the hero gets put their dick in. I guess. Did you say this was Hamilton? Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. What is she is familiar? Because she got that little, she got that little smirk. Well, she was face. in the, she was in the uh, Sherlock Holmes movies. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay, yeah, yeah. she's Irene Adler. Oh, yeah, in the first one, yeah, yeah, exactly, uh, yeah. and the. Second. Did she show? Oh, I never saw. Th- she shows up in the second long enough to get. Stuck in a refrigerator. I oh, did she get killed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this... Spoilers. Nah. <laughs> she was pretty good then. No, no, no. She's. I mean, Rachel McAdams is great. I like her. Design. Is she English? Because I know Cumberbatch no. is English. Everyone's trying to figure out whether or not Cumberbatch is as is keeping his English accent for Doctor Strange. Didn't sound like it. Yeah. Man, I don't give a shit. About also, shit. well, I know you hate Cumberbatch, but I, I don't know. His face comes to a fine point. Everyone's upset because it's it's Tina Fey as fucking <laughs> Tilda Swinton. Yeah. Tina Fey. <laughs> well, I no, I comics. like the idea of Tina Fey. <laughs> That's I guess, good. I Does Tina Fey show up in Kimmy Schmidt? She, yeah, she does. She actually shows up. Yeah, she does. She's like one of the lawyers. Oh, um, she'll be in that episode that you watch when you get around to watching it. I, watch, she I also laugh. was in one of the episodes you saw. You just don't remember her. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I don't remember it either. That's fine. Um, <laughs> she, she, she plays one of the lawyers and she looks like... Um, uh, the O.J. Simpson lawyer, mm-hmm. like she's made up. To oh, look that like... thing! Oh, I think I maybe were yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, I guess Doctor Strange because it's Tilda Swinton. Guy, I guess in the comics, it's supposed to be an Asian guy, but they got Tilda Swinton to play. You know, it's supposed to be Doctor Strange's Yoda. Essentially, mm-hmm. it teaches him how to be Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. But now it's just like kind of weird, pasty white lady, mm-hmm. the cool, white, cool. the Ice Witch or whatever. Well, this is on top of after you know doing the Iron Fist as uh, what the what, what the fuck oh, the Knight the of Flowers from Game of Thrones. Little white, yeah. Um, I just love that their response was, well, traditionally that character is white and we don't want to disrupt that heritage. Meanwhile, they cast every, like you, I'm kind of surprised they let Luke Cage still be black. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I did see even Asian people were like, okay, the Iron Fist thing. It's it's a it's a lose lose situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Either you get like an Asian guy, and of yeah. course he's doing kung fu, Ching yep. Chong, yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie Chan, yeah. or you get a white guy, and it was like maybe just do a series about another character. <laughs> um, but 
Yeah, did you see everyone's yeah yeah episode about the Tilda Swinton thing? Hmm. Yeah, well, I I was not speaking really of fucking racist Asian issues. We'll get hey, to yeah. that soon too. Uh, oh, yeah. what do you think about the Spider-Man Homecoming news? That the official title of the new movie is Homecoming with the logo and everything. I didn't hear about this. Oh, you didn't hear about this? He announced it. Yeah, officially the. Marvel. I don't give a shit. I love Spider-Man. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Andy don't care if it's not far I didn't cry. see... I saw the first Garfield movie and it was so Gar- bad. Andrew Garfield. <laughs> nope. Nope. Okay, yes. That was confusing, Alexander Hamilton. I see why that was startling to you. Hamilton is a I fan. Mean, <laughs> she's just catching up with old comic strips? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, confusing. James Davis has made some of the best things. <laughs> That stuff is funny. <laughs> Secretary of the Treasury, he James hates Davis. Monday. <laughs> he hates who doesn't. Oh, yeah, I thought you knew about it. Yeah, so it's official. The, the Spider-Man movie is going to be called Spider-Man Homecoming. I don't give Homecoming. a shit about any of this shit, Bill. Okay. Aww. My 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 superhero stuff has gone from ambivalence to being like actively like... Ugh. What do you think about glowing, burnt-up, radioactive beef jerky Godzilla? That's good. Okay. <laughs> You just don't no. care about anything Godzilla anymore. Godzilla looks interesting in that it's it's nice to it's it'll be interesting to have a Japanese Godzilla movie post like the fucking earthquake. Why well, you care about new Star Trek being a seasonal anthology show with the first season take place between Star Trek Six and the uh, Next Generation? That's actually cool. Okay, I thought that was an that's interesting not official take. news, but that's what the rumor is right now. Yeah, huh. which Hamilton has mm. a weird interest in Star Trek. Which is, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. you've heard the concept, so this sounds really uh-huh. good. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I like that holodeck thing. <laughs> <laughs> I can kiss all the sisters. Like, what? All the sisters <laughs> at any time, so maybe together, they'd all be okay with it. <laughs> I like the idea taking Star Trek and turning into like an American horror story where each season could be like a different thing. It's it doesn't have to be. Kind of, that is kind of, yeah. yeah. So, and I would assume that would be a smaller season of like twelve episodes yeah. rather yeah. than just like. I don't and, I, know. and I like the idea of then ta- telling perhaps a more focused narrative over the course of twelve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? mm. Although that, from a production point of view, they'd have to like reinvent the whole Star Trek That's universe, the thing, especially yeah. if you're jumping around time periods. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, we'll see what happens. Except they all, they go to these planets that just look remarkably like Vancouver, BC. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really uh, again, that's not like official confirmation, but that's a rumor as, a, as to what may be going on. It's an interesting it's, idea. It's the same junkie ship they just pull into a car toys. Why not? Why? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because like you can only afford to build so many bridges yeah. for these starships. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we, yeah. we got a new CD player. It's a different ship. They just go to <laughs> different fans who have built different Enterprise bridges, and it's that's a different, it. slightly different bridge every season. That's the cheap way. And they also get the fans involved. Like, yeah. yeah. That's cute. I'm just yeah. so excited. That Brian Fuller is so excited to be doing That's Star right, because he had some Brian Fuller thing. It's cute. Yeah. It's cute. Man, I, I will watch it. Which um, Brian Fuller actor or actress would make the best captain for a new Star Trek show? Uh, Carolyn yeah, Devernoff? <laughs> we if you asked us who would make the best Klingon, actually she would be a really good Klingon. What? Would not Matt Mickelson? I mean he already no, doesn't Lawrence have eyebrows. Fish, not to say because he's just black, but Lawrence uh, Fishburne would make a great like like Klingon. Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah. <laughs> As captain or Klingon? As a captain. And Klingon. <laughs> the whole cast. The shortest, hottest Klingon. Uh-huh. Actually, Pie Maker would actually. I mean, I know. I mean, if you get to. Lee re- Pace would be a great Vulcan. Cast Come the on. whole crew as. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You get fucking. Uh, not Willem Dafoe. Who's the tall, skinny guy who was in Wonderfalls? He plays, like, the uncle or whatever. The dad. No, the dad. He looks, looks remarkably oh, like, like Death Willem and Dafoe. Bill and Ted. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah you yeah. get that guy. That guy. Yeah, he was in Shawshank. Yeah, that guy. Uh, yeah, you got that guy. You gotta, you gotta have a great cast just by pulling from Brian Fuller's on the show. He's got some good cast in there. What other shows did he do? He did Wonderfalls. Uh, didn't he do Dead Like Me? I can't remember. Wonderfalls, Dead Like Me, the Pie Maker Show. He did that fucking. Uh, it's called Pushing Daisy. Pushing Daisy. Yeah. Stop. He he, he tried it. to make the um, Monsters Hannibal. reboot Hannibal. Yeah. Hannibal. 
he started working on American Gods, but he ditched it for Star Trek. Is that official now? Though he may have... Well, I mean, he may have written the first episode and maybe helped create the show. I wouldn't be surprised if he still has some... Maybe he might be like an executive producer now. Exactly. As opposed to just like yeah. a showrunner, but yeah. Um, He's stuff. With. Yeah. What do you think, Mr. Hamilton? <laughs> Let's move on to other topics. Uh-huh. Uh, Ray's How parents. Sleepy? Ray's parents weren't in the Force Awakens, or wait, maybe they were. Bump, bump, bump. Did you guys hear about this? You guys nope. hear about? This? <laughs> I mean, Phil, tell me all about it. Hey, Andrew becomes actively more disinterested in the whole concept of this podcast every passing week. Uh, so JJ Abrams was at something where he was promoting something, and a little kid came up to him and said, "Hey, we're Ray's parents in Star Wars uh-huh, uh-huh. In, in Episode Seven. He was like, he gave an answer that made it sound like no, but then everyone took that as confirmation because the big rumors about in the Force Awakens about Ray's parentage uh-huh. is either her parents really just don't matter and she's just a random kid from yeah, nowhere, sure. yeah. or that Luke Skywalker is her dad because these movies are supposed to be about the Skywalker family. Right, so right, it makes right. sense that would be like her. Then the sequel trilogy would be about Luke Skywalker's kid. Right. So at first he had this answer that made it sound like no, her parents were nowhere. You you did not see any of Ray's parents. Like it's not going to turn out to be Chewbacca mm-hmm. or Maz Kanata I mean, or right. like fucking Matt Smith uh-huh. or wait yeah, no Adam Driver. There's a lot of goody looking guys out there. There are. It's true. But <laughs> no, he had to come out and say, you know what? Actually, I got taken out of context. And there's maybe they could have been in the movie. So everyone's like, now the Luke Ray's Luke Skywalker's daughter theory fan theory's back in play. See, I love Star Wars, but this sort of I wonder is like the least interesting part of Star Wars. I to think me. it was terrible that they like even set up the whole mystery of her parentage anyway. We've been fine if she just showed up and later on you find out her parents are. But yeah. like the fact that they spe- specifically set it up as a mystery to be solved by fans. Is distracting yes. and stupid. They shouldn't have done that. I think See, that's one of the me, biggest the mistakes of, that, of the Force Awakens. I feel like the point of that was not <gasps> who that, but was just that feeling of isolation and yeah. distance. That's what I took from that. No, I took it as J.J. Abrams doing his mystery box bullshit that's again fine. and throwing a random unnecessary mystery. I am just telling you that this is the example of what bores the fuck out of me with fandom. Like yeah. fan theories well, are that's, just not. Well, that's my thing. Like he should have anticipated this was going to be that for the next three years. People come out and say, "Who's Ray Parents?" You know, it's really hard when you're J.J. Abrams just to comb your curly hair. This is true. So, like, why? <laughs> much less. Much less anticipate. You know what? I've, I've heard people. he actually curls it every morning himself. It's actually, he has this long, straight, luxurious Native American hair. And he just curls it. But he spends every morning, like, yeah. Just cause... like, just like tiny little curlers, rollers, yeah, just in rollers. AVGN auction to benefit the Shriners Hospital for Children. Kay. Yeah, so angry video game nerd. Oh, that's what that means. <laughs> yeah. Just like AVGN. He announced. I so... thought it sounded like a bird Avian, Exactly, avian virulence. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know about the angry video game nerd? You have talked to me about them at length, and that's my only context. Yeah, I've been doing work for those guys, too. But they announced this week that they're auctioning off a whole shitload of props and stuff from the angry video game series that show's been on for 10 years now wow on, on youtube that's uh, impressive uh to yeah uh for wow. the 10th anniversary of the show they're auctioning off all the props and stuff from the show uh for the benefit charity mm-hmm. and the interesting thing is there's uh it's benefiting the shriners hospital for children specifically because uh the guy who plays angry video name uh, video game nerd came out and said my daughter actually got help from those guys because he has a daughter with that was born a couple of years ago, and there was a big thing about how he announced that he had a daughter, but there was some fucked up shit that happened that he couldn't talk about. Turns out when his daughter was born, the doctor fucked up 
uh, use some forceps to get her out and like okay. sever the, yeah. the the yeah. the shit in her arm, and so she hasn't had the use of her arms ever since she was born because the doctor fucked up during the birthing no. process. Fuck. And I guess the guy, uh, the James Rolfe, the guy who makes the Angry Video Game Nerd, he's been taking to her a whole bunch of doctors ever since she was born, saying, "Hey, how do we fix this?" When he finally took her to the Shriners Hospital, and they they did fix it. He finally got the announcement like last week that her arm is back. Like, oh, and she's only like a little three-year-old girl. She was born just three oh. years ago, but they finally, after three years, they finally got it fixed because of the Shriners oh. Hospital. And so he's like, oh, fine, fuck it. I'm going to have a charity for you guys. I'm going to yeah. sell off all my angry video game nerds. So yeah. there's a public auction going on right nice. now. For, oh, that's great. For stuff for that. So yeah, his daughter's oh, old. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's rare these days you hear about doctors fucking up a birth like that. That badly. Well, it's because usually think... they set a lot of court and then you yeah. can't talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. doctors so. fuck shit up all the time. I mean, everybody huh. fucks up in their job, yeah. but it's like, you and know. I'm assuming James Rall probably not doesn't have enough money to sue could just i don't know that's a no weird situation. no 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 you not can, dog you you think you can you find can, somebody yeah oh, that's, oh yeah because that's a guaranteed win so yeah there just, exactly that's like wrong that kind of wrongful practice stuff there's got to be like it's called malpractice excuse me thank you for i mean I, excuse I, me I, Hamilton. Even, I even know that back in my <laughs> you're day. a doctor those you, laws. you birth a lot of babies on your farm with the fucking Straight foals up. and the turtles. Yeah. AMCCO is slash was open to letting teens text during movies. I like the idea of like explicitly, they're like only teens, anyone over the age of 19 could not text in the theater. You no, get... they, they were talking about having permitted texting areas in the movie theater. Really? Areas in the theater? Yeah. that's really? what, That was the original pitch. Why? They're like, you could sit in the texting area of the theater. Is that like the back row so no one else is to see your shit? You have asked me too many questions. That's still a terrible fucking idea. It's a terrible idea. Other yeah. people did point out, like, even if you text now, who's gonna throw you out? It's not like movie theaters enforce any of these laws yeah. anyway. Uh, like, well, apparently, anyway. uh, like, the Alamo Draft House and stuff, like, those folks, there are some, like, niche theaters who do enforce well, that Well, they shit. make a whole, they actually, yeah. It's, like, but part that's, of their point, yeah. But any kind of big they theater change, they're not, they don't have security people that are gonna come in and throw <laughs> you out. I love the idea of, of jackbooted thugs <laughs> just roaming the house. the only way they do is if some, if, if enough people complain. Think, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. that's really, that's really the only way. Yeah, like, maybe some people threatening it does give up. people cause to be ejected from the theater so yeah, if yeah. you fuck up enough but this is still just a slippery slope of just like oh man yeah. once you start like people text anyway but once you make it officially okay that's just like oh yeah. man it's already bad enough going to the movies much less uh, but no, they quickly came out and said, oh, psych, just kidding, we're yeah. just thinking out loud. That was less than 24 hours later. But they did say that for the foreseeable future, they won't be doing that, so they could change, come back five years from now and change oh, their mind. Oh, God. But... James Cameron announced uh-huh. another sequel to Avatar, bringing the total number of unasked for sequels to a movie barely anyone even remembers up to four. There's going to be five Avatar movies now. Fuck, who gives a shit? Man, so Daniel, on my oh. other podcast, heartoftheparty.com, uh-huh. uh, he just came back from Disney World, and he pointed out i think it's in disney world they're taking they're like building a whole new james cameron avatar land are they yeah i guess so i knew that somebody was making some kind of avatar park somewhere i didn't realize it was disney but he pointed out like they're got to be kicking themselves for like wasting all this time and money on avatar land when they should be building fucking zootopia yeah. Like, oh, if you're going to have yeah. a place where there's supposed to be, like, wildlife and big nature preserve yeah, kind of thing man, like that. Yeah, man, a Zootopia theme park would be so good. That's, and, exactly. And, and, like, and then, like, that could be so a holodeck good. for, like, Zootopia sexual fantasies. <laughs> so I had a really in-depth, I had, like, a crazy in-depth Speaking Zootopia sex, dream last yeah. night. 
like a crazy intep Zootopia dream, but it was in a in a Zootopia that was kind of like a Regency era Zootopian. Uh-huh. But there was also like this weird sci-fi element to it. Okay, I'm picturing a lot of deer and empire wasted gowns. Pretty much. Yeah. And but it was like much more. It, Bill, it would have been your perfect Zootopia, and that it was much more the class, like the 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 the, the um biases were much more like it was much more violent. It was much more class divided. So like all the predators lived in poverty, and some were actively so oppressed. It's really Scott's Zootopia. Well, the thing is, is that it really was a was it weird CG animated Regency. It was like a dream. It was like you know real. I can see even more know. realistic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But th- it was like a weird mashup of Zootopia, Regency shit, and Hunger Games. Because like I was part of this rarefied like you know like upper class. And what, I learned, what animal class were you? I can't remember. I was in the upper classes, but I can't remember what animal it was. It was all first person. She just saw little furry hands. <laughs> I can remember like the beautiful gowns I was oh, wearing, oh. and then like this uniform that I wore when I was part of the rebels. But uh-huh. I was part of a violent coup. And I remember there was this. Were you um, killing people? Yeah. Well, like the whole thing is like there was this. I was I was involved in this rebellion, mm-hmm. and I was at this one ball where we killed the leader of the the, the like this evil empire, and I had to break his neck on the dance floor. Like it was on, fucked up by. But, Break dancing. I- <laughs> so wait, were you guys ballroom dancing and then you suddenly turned around and snapped his neck? Well, there was some sort of, of coup like at the ball. Like we okay. just chose the ball Don't as a time when you, like, stare everyone was... Staring at your titty cleavage and you go, hey, fuck you. And no, like- I, 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 we, I crushed him to the ground and I stomped on his neck. Like that's how I oh, killed wow. him. It was fucked up. And you didn't, you didn't see what type of animal I did, foot what, you my had? My little hoof I had, I know. Did I, I don't, I don't remember <laughs> what kind. This drives me crazy. It sounds also you were just you and everything else was just an animal. The leader, I guess it was also kind of a little mix of Outlander too because the leader of the Renaissance was this really hunky um, badger and she had the most beautiful voice. It was like this husky Scottish accent. I took her as my lover. (laughs) (laughs) like this fucking intense so, Zootopia so, dream. what was that? Did you tell me this yesterday morning? Yeah, I told you after I woke up because it was like, it was. I could feel like the last of the dream was slipping away from me. Uh-huh. That was like, woke up and hey, I was like, what the fuck Once you start happened? playing Ratchet and Clank too, you're gonna start having those dreams like mixed in with like having the a gun that can turn people into sheep and shit at the same time. <laughs> Like, yeah. Um, yeah, Foley just woke up. I, I told Foley about this dream. And I'm like, like squinting into the air, trying to remember everything. Foley just looks at me and she goes, Annie, this is your destiny. <laughs> it's your destiny. <laughs> this was your whole Fucking, life. You, re- you read starts with Redwall. You know, I'd rather, uh-huh. that sounds like a better movie idea than any, like another Avatar movie. <laughs> this, Jesus fu- Christ. It was ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. So, were the kids, so everyone was like staying up on too late. It was like, yeah, it was, it was just, it was Zootopia. But like, yeah, it was kind of. Yeah. I mean, it was in that, it was like the same sort of like like but I mean, it was utopia inspired regency ish yeah. like it was the same sort of like weird animal world but you had like, there were guns size and stuff like that? I mean, it was you all, were part of the police it was all well no i was part of this upper class uh, okay. and i became part of the militant resistance can, can anyway you just please write this it was, just intense. was it the badger who turned you yeah. How did I? I met sex. the badger. They like they, we would go on fox hunting. I'm trying to think what a like, sexy there'd be badger. Fox hunting things. I'm Google sexy and, badger. And like I had been to these fox hunting things my whole life. And, oh, so you're, but, wait. And, oh, that's really terrifying. It was like, like intense. Fox, if you're hunting was, fox, but you're just yeah. hunting a released person. Yeah, exactly. exactly yeah. It was well, much more violent. Okay, stop talking about it right now because <laughs> well, you write down. Do you, do you understand? Do you understand what writing down notes for a good idea is? Is this a concept that you even have? 
I know if I went to a publisher and I said Zootopia the Hunger Games, but with Pride and Prejudice, they would just there. like write me a blank check right there. I just I just googled sexy badger on YouTube. I get there's one picture. It's just a picture of a badger with rouge and lipstick. I, yep, yep. Well, see that was what was great because badger is <laughs> very good. Like they didn't make her. She wasn't like curvy or anything. She was just like this giant badger with like when like wearing really, pants. Yeah, she had like these breeches and this really nice waistcoat and like this long like duster sort of thing. <clears throat> she had like these beautiful green eyes. <laughs> and then you guys made. And up. I took her as my lover. There was no intimacy in the dream. But Did you guys was, like go a mouth kiss where she's like? I just said there was no intimacy in the dream, Bill. But she was my lover. Anyway, that was my dream. That's right. Andy's dream wow. corner. Next. Wow. Uh, the animated version of The <laughs> Killing Joke will be rated R. So I guess we'll get to hear what it sounds like when Mark Hamill's Joker says fuck. Maybe Batman will say tits. <laughs> Bill knows. So this is just, I, I'm assuming this is the first rated R Batman cartoon. That oh, it's yeah. And I guess it's still like Paul Dini and those guys still in charge huh, of this stuff. Interesting. So but it's still, yeah, Kevin Cotton. It's, it's, for someone... I can't imagine anyone who grew up with a Batman cartoon. Like, here you are 25 later, 25 years later, and you have those same, like, creators, like, here's the rated R killing joke version of all this shit. Just seems like a little, like, Man. a little grody, a little, I don't know. Yeah. Well, the killing have joke. Have you guys ever read the killing joke? The killing yeah. joke is grody to be Yeah, it's a fucked well, up that's what people, like, uh, did you see, the, like, the little trailer they came out with? They were talking about what I, they're doing Bill, for this is the first time I've heard about it. It's totally like, we're gonna have Barbara Gordon have girl power at the beginning before she's utterly broken by the Joker. And it's yeah. a little, like... You, oh, you, you, really, you really can't like sweeten up that story. No. Like, yeah, it's you know, no. There's really. There's well, can really... you imagine the PG version of the Killing Joke? That would actually. It's like watching uh, like 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 a TV cut of Pulp Fiction, yeah. where it's almost like worth watching just to the see how they get The joke. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh man, boy. oh boy. Paramount Pictures supposedly Lola VX. I'm presuming hired. Oh yeah. Paramount Pictures supposedly. Hire Lola v- VFX to try and Asian up Captain America for their whitewashed Ghost in the Shell live action movie. Paramount claims they only experimented with making a random background extra. What's Asian. her name? Not Captain America. What's her name? She's in Captain America. Black Widow. Black Widow. Scarjo. Scarjo. Yeah. Yeah. So she. They announced this week that Scarjo is going to be. No, I guess it was announced, but they put out the first picture for her being the lead in the live-action Ghost in the Shell okay. movie based off the anime. Okay. And, of course, she's the white lady who, like, kind of gave her the Asian fucking haircut. Okay. And I didn't realize there was an Asian, an Asian haircut. <laughs> well, no, but it's the same haircut they gave the Asian and Pacific Rim. There's, like, this one when white guys direct movies about Asian stuff, and they have a lady in it. Yeah. It's always the, and That's It usually true. has a colored stripe. It's fucking... Oh, it what's her name? From it, Titan A.E. Titan A.E. Fucking Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that A-line bob with the with the streak in it. It's been a troll for 20 years now. She got that haircut. Yeah. So Alexander Hamilton is up to date. Up to date. I have looked at your internet. <laughs> I have found. Many, I have done a Google. <laughs> I, have do, I have done a Google. I have seen these haircuts these celestials have. <laughs> oh God! But yeah, I love that they're like, oh, we did some experiments, but it wasn't on her. It was just a random background extra, just for fun. Mm-hmm. Like you know, if you're gonna spend time and money to commission a digital yeah. makeup company to, you're gonna like 
Oh, well. Yeah, there was no way they weren't stuff? doing these tests, like, in pre-production. Exactly, like, yeah. You know? So them kind of, like, sent, like, for some reason, like, we thought it might be kind of fun if we tried to take a white impersonation, but definitely wasn't the like, main lady that everyone's so upset about. Fuck that shit. I want to see what those tests look like and how fucking... Oh, my God. You know, the thing I pointed out on Twitter, though, it can't be any worse... Did you guys ever see Cloud Atlas? No. Why would <laughs> I watch Cloud Atlas? Well, they would yeah. actually try to put physical makeup on white people. And yeah. That looked terrible. At least the digital stuff, it could be a little more subtle and stuff. But still, the tortured ends Hollywood producers will go to to not cast Asian it, people. Just they'll even just, even think, okay, we'll just cast as long as people know it's white, but we'll make her up like Asian. Yeah, like it's just the America's most, male sweetheart, Tom guys, Hanks. Why do you even bother put this in production if yeah. you're not? It's just I mean, we're not saying anything that anyone else says, but it's just. Just God weird. Damn, it's it just shows how fucked up these people are. Just good old whitewashing. Oh my They're God. They're my own. Oh, hold on. Uh, supposedly, Sony, WB, and Legendary Pictures are in a secret bidding war with Nintendo for the rights to produce live action Pokemon movies. <gasps> does does okay. anybody really want to see what Pokemon made out of real meat might look like? <laughs> That's a good point. God, realistic Pikachu? Who plays Ash? Who plays Which Ash and Misty? Ash? Ash is the main the boy. I even know that. Dude, no, I'm I, Alexander Hamilton. My question is, who is Bra? That's what I want to know. Ch- Channing Tatum. <laughs> Misty? The best part was Bill. I wish y'all, this is a video podcast, so y'all could see Bill looking into the middle distance dreamily as he said. No, because I'm picture, I can see it in my head. It's Misty. What's her face? Where she got the little pants on. Wow, Bill. <laughs> she English. She got the red hair. Okay. Are you talking about Karen Gillan? Are you talking about uh, Gemma Arterton? Gemma Arterton. Oh. Isn't that the From movie? like 10 years ago. Where she got little pants on. You're talking on? about Tamara Drew. Yeah. You just go back. You just don't even. No, you just you photoshop just take her, her performance from that, from that. Do a facial, re- facial replacement. No, you just take her footage from that. Put some CG suspenders on and have her like. <laughs> You're like, not wrong, You know actually. how people insert John Travolta like uh-huh. like staring around into animated mm-hmm. gifts? It's her, but like, she's missing. And you just yeah. see her lips going. You take the same company that tried to Asian up. Uh, fucking, and then uh, you just Black dub Widow. in her dialogue for the TV show. <laughs> it's like, it's a war, war, yeah, oh boy, it's the best of all worlds. I would, I just want to see meet Pikachu, <laughs> like all furry but warm God. and like purring and screaming know, its name. I know there are people who can do this well, but I am so not the audience for this. What? What? For a live action, P- like Pokemon movie. I have I know nothing about Pokemon. I played two Pokemon games. All I know is the basics of. You have like, played two more Pokemon than I have. Who's gonna be the best Squirtle? I have watched like maybe about thirty minutes of the Pokemon TV show total okay. in five minute increments, waiting for it to end so I could watch the cartoon after. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, um, I just think it's funny. Like who meet? I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this is like it's like you think this is more, a little more relevant like fifteen years ago. Yeah. Weird choice. Well, they're making well, a they've Warcraft been, they've movie. They've been fighting about point. it for about 15 years. That's right. Years. It's taking this Man, long. did you see that you CGI to turn people into orcs? That's fucked up. They couldn't <laughs> find some real orcs. <laughs> they should give those jobs to actual orc actors. They're dying orcs in the street. Uh, there there might be only 13 episodes of Game of Thrones left after this season. The sixth spread across two half seasons, seven yeah, and eight. That's surprising because everyone's made it sound like there's a long stretch of story road ahead of Game of Thrones. They're like, they're like, no, we're actually almost at the end. It's like, but what's been going on? Like, what? Which I really respect as an alternative to, guys, give me a few years. It's going to take me a while to crank out these 8,000 pages. Especially like, or like, we're going to have three movies. We're going to end it with a trilogy of movies and stuff. They're mm-hmm. not like, yeah. Uh-huh. It's, again, it's not official, but that's what the showrunners, because the, I guess Game of Thrones comes back, I guess maybe next weekend. Uh-huh. But they did come out and said, yeah, like, it looks like they've only got 13 episodes of, of content left, which means how many books are left? Two. Two. Which is weird, because, well, I guess that's two. that would be two seasons worth of material for uh, 
J.J. Abrams to be wrong. What's the guy's name? George Gurr Martin? J.J. Abrams. I I love J.J.'s live journal. (laughs) (laughs) He won't stop talking about fucking football. Uh, But you guys, yeah, you guys fell off the Game of Thrones dragon. Dragon I mean, really, like, you fell off the Game (laughs) of Thrones Thrones dragon. 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 And when you think about it, like, Game of Thrones is heading towards an inevitable conflict. Like, I like the idea of maybe just having the last season just be that conflict. Be the dam breaking in the north. Be fucking uh, Daenerys coming across the sea with her mm-hmm. armies. Well, like, just have both those things ravaging uh, okay. Westeros at the same and then time. Everybody dies. And everybody dies. And yep. literally, the last scene is, uh-huh. is, is, a, is, a, is a smoking crater yep. in the world <laughs> of skulls. <laughs> of yeah. skulls and some leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Tom White song, All the World is Green? It's just all the wafting grass over everyone's grave. Yeah. That's fucking... right. Exactly. Well, what, about, what Martin always said that he, like, envisioned he wanted... the last image just being snow drifting yeah. on everyone's graves. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Man, if they Who could do buried that... them, though? It's this one, lo- like, lonely person <laughs> left. He's like, just Hodor. Oh. Just, it's, like, it's like that terrible commercial where the Italian guy is Native American, except you're painting, instead of a highway with garbage, you're just panning over these skulls, and it's just Hodor turns so, on camera. Hodor is a mural, and he's <laughs> He's the gatekeeper of the world. It's his job to turn the lights out in all of reality. I crave He's like death. death from Sandman. Yeah. Oh, man. And the Secretary of the United States Treasury is expected to announce this week that Alexander Hamilton will stay in the $10 bill after all, but that Andrew Jackson's going to get the boot from the 20 and be replaced by a woman. Oh, fuck Though yeah. it sounds like the actual bills with that woman's face on it may not hit the streets until 2030, just in time for the release of Avatar 9. That's a good so joke. So what do you think, Hamilton? It seems like you got a reprieve. Man, That's a pretty, I mean, God. I'm popular now. Just no, no, he's no. like super dead. I'm really excited for you, Alexander. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm super excited about Andrew Jackson being knocked to the floor of a ballroom and someone not- steps on his neck. <laughs> I can't believe Andrew Jackson was the first person nominated. I know. I guess maybe because there's already so many twenty dollar bills out in out in circulation maybe. that that's a harder thing. But Andrew Jackson, if that's well, I imagine it's, it's, like, it's, not, it's, not, it's not like old currency is automatically negated by the introduction of new currency. What? Yeah, he's for people who don't know. Andrew Jackson's the one who officially granted all white people kind of fucked up the Native Americans. Oh, yeah. He's the one saying, okay, you guys How go about west. That's that Trail of tre- Tears bullshit. Yeah. When you was... are a president who's instituted a policy that's called the Trail of Tears, you should not be on currency. When you're brainstorming <laughs> ideas, we're like, let's make something cool. Let's have. Let's make a lot of people cry on a road. Yeah. I don't know the history of, of why. Andrew Jackson is on the bill, but that is a suit. Like America has done a lot of shit we're not proud of. That's some basic ass. There's only bullshit. like a dozen people on American See, dollar bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You of can all find, of our people yeah. in history. Like even if you were saying like, okay, well we're gonna show the 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 the, the vast sketch of America, good and ill. Mm-hmm. Like you could make an argument for that. Like important Americans in history don't necessarily mean worthy Americans. Well, exactly. In history. Yeah. But well, that's it's like man's it- time of the year isn't necessarily the best person on the planet. Yeah. yeah. It's like, but like, just fucking one douchebag and then a bunch of pretty classy people. I like this guy. He's my favorite. That's the big guy. Here's Bill about. pointing to a book. Everyone's favorite part of the podcast. Okay. <laughs> I hate to be part of a dog pile, but there is one last thing that Bill did not put in the Geek Week interview that I do want to oh, talk no. about. Did you hear about what fucking Aaron Diaz said yesterday? <laughs> Where were you pointedly not trying to talk about it? I don't know. I don't, all I, you, my, ain't got a, you ain't got a dog in this? My in this sole experience was Aaron Diaz, because he used to live in Portland. Used to, uh-huh. his, his office used to be mere he blocks away. He came over my house when I went to watch Star Trek. <laughs> and, and he ruined it. He ruined it. So, okay, I had oh, when Star Trek, the DJ We were there. Was, Come yeah. here. Yeah. Hold my hand. <laughs> Hold my Hamilton, hand. Hamilton, you got love. <laughs> 
You're made of love. I, yeah. I like how you were haunting us for a couple years before you made yourself known. <laughs> I, I know. I know. No, but yeah, you guys remember this. Yeah, I had everyone over so we could watch J.J. Abrams, that first Star Trek movie. Oh, my God. Here, and he would not shut up complaining about what a football quarterback uh, Kirk was. And I remember just sitting there going, He was being the most never butthurt watched, nerd. Have you never watched yeah star trek he's too handsome to be kirk brr, brr, brr. and that was my one my one real social experience with aaron diaz is uh-huh. him just being the most pouty fucking fucktard ever i know he means well see that's the thing i know he means well but also last night he said on twitter and i hate to pile dog pile on someone but fuck this guy <laughs> will eisner's legendary status is a shining example of how far you can go when you're a mediocre white man <laughs> John is like, what, was he t- saying this into a mirror? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. A, holy shit, that's a hell of a stone you're chucking in that glass house there, buddy. B, implying that a, a, a Jew <laughs> had a white privilege in, like, 30s on uh-huh. America uh-huh. is a hell of a statement. The, even aside from the cut, like, Will Eisner did fantastic. It's not like, this is like, this. how tone deaf can you be on every possible front? Dear God. This, this is the, this is, this is when alley, allies go bad. This is when, <laughs> it's okay. That's just remarkable. My favorite response to all of this was Meredith Grand responding by saying, you are so fucking stupid. Holy shit. We've been friends. Which oh, made me wow. so happy. Just <laughs> so happy like i understand you know what i can totally understand will eisner not be in your bag yeah i can understand like not necessarily like not his work being your favorite but to call him a mediocre white man is an impressive Uh, impressive statement to feel that you need to share that via a public forum i guess it's not public because i want to go see what the original tweet was he blocked his twitter account yeah he shut his shit down who's which, which he has done before, and I don't. I mean, to be fair, yeah, Foley always flicks me shit at this. But to be fair, it's not fun to be the target of an internet well, hate. This mob. Is no, thing, it's not. When, when when Calamity John retweeted this, I wanted to like. I didn't want to turn this into a public conversation about is Aaron Diaz fucking crazy or what? Yeah. But it was like my, my first thing because I all I know is my personal experience with Aaron Diaz, yeah. which wasn't that great. He's not a didn't seem like a bad guy, but he wears his butt hurt very large. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has a big very butthurt chip on yeah, his sleeve. Right. On his shoulder. Whatever the fuck his you are. It's very very hurt. large. It's very a, a large, large painful chip on his butt. Sad, sad. <laughs> oh, I know he's not white too, because I guess he's supposed to he's he's mostly Cuban. He's Aaron Diaz. But like it's still this like white nerdy kind of boy like he he means well he's on the right side of history in terms of his politics, but his way of expressing himself mm. seems yeah. to be kind of an idiot. Well, All also, I know about him in real life, but is online, is he known for saying stupid shit like this? Yeah, like, the last big thing that I got, where he locked on his account was when um, he got called out and rightfully so for his he has his comic, and, and he's like, I'm all about strong female characters, but his character is enormously sexualized. And he talks a lot about how, no, 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 this is empowering, this isn't the male gaze, oh, this is female empowerment. It's kind of like this, she looks like, um, Hey Ash, what you plan? But she's a naked robot. Like, pretty much, time, like that know. is the thing. And, it, and he's like, no, 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 it's not. It's not the male gaze. It's female empowerment. Which the thing is, is it's, it's fine to which to be striving for female empowerment, but you kind of have to acknowledge that you this is a sexualized character. Which, as the creator, way. I can see that like, he's saying, well, that's my intent. But if, if people are having an issue with that, you yeah. can't just necessarily say you're wrong. Yeah, this yeah. is what it is. You have to acknowledge, okay, well, this is being interpreted differently than what I intended it to be. Yeah. But yeah. But well, again, I, I didn't. I, I haven't seen those arguments myself. But yeah, I just didn't know how much he's known to be. He's just, just putting his foot in his mouth. Like being, I just, I feel kind of bad for him, and that he tends to say dumb shit, and then the 
internet dog piles on him. Mm-hmm. But on the other well, hand... Well, I guess it's a huge target for all the social justice warriors, but yeah. But. I mean, it's no fun to be part of an internet hate mob and the target of an internet hate mob, no. but on the other this hand... This doesn't like he's helping himself for Oh my god, else. dude. Oh my god. A mediocre white man. It's... Woof. Woof. And I, was, I was telling, I was telling uh, Annie about it. I was like, you know, you could show me like I've 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 never really read any R. Crumb. I've never really read Will Eisner's work. I have a, See, but R- you could show it to me, and I would recognize whose work it was, even without their signature next yeah. to it. I mean, it's something where like if somebody has created that iconic, like of a style. Yeah. That it's that it's transcendent and can transcend like knowledge of that person's work. Well, and to I, some degree. I fucking hate our crumb, but I acknowledge his importance to the media. I like his sketches of old cars. <laughs> uh-huh. His sketchbooks are kind of when it's not just, when he's not drawing the big bubble blood. But like, they're yeah. fascinating, and it's like that's a, that's a fascinating that that kind of sort of grotesque thing. And then what Will Eisner did, just like experimenting with what comics could do. You yeah, know? there's importance to that. There's a reason there's like the fucking comics Oscars is named the Eisner. I yeah. It's, it's not like that was an accident. Just, he just coasted to that kind of... An yeah. impressively tone-deaf thing. You'd think that if you were had been the target of internet dog piles, that you wouldn't, like, fucking sit down and surround yourself with dog bones. I mean, I, I just should... wear a sausage around your neck, you know? I mean, I shouldn't be throwing too many thunderbolts either, because I, I have been known for myself to make incredibly Bill, reductive... What? Like Bill has fucking, hot takes? What? Yeah, hot takes. <laughs> Exactly. You know what? We need an end to the era of dudes with hot takes. And even I will admit, yeah, we need less hot takes from dudes in general. No matter what your fucking race is, your fucking politics. And I, I, a part of me wonders what the fuck he meant by that. Because the nature of t- Twitter is that it's 140 characters. Well, that's hard, hard to do anything more than to get the context. Yeah. And it should be yeah. taken away from you if you are drunk or high. <laughs> I don't know. Your drunk tweets can be real cute. Historically. Alexander Hamilton doesn't have an account. Excuse me. Excuse me. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, this was the Boy Honey Podcast. How does it feel to know that your money got saved by fan art? (laughs) Such a, like, musical fan art. I mean, everyone loves you now. I can't believe, like, a year ago, everyone's like, fuck Alexander Hamilton. Everyone's like, yeah, we love you. He played by a weird guy from Wesleyan. It feels good. Did you read that article that was him and Mr. Feeney talking? Who's Mr. Feeney? He was he, he played John Adams in 1776, but he played Mr. Feeney on Boy Meets World, which is oh wait wait so they collaborated on something? Well, no, he uh, they just didn't because they were like, oh, we need to get the dude. What's his name? William Daniels. We'll have William Daniels oh. talk to Lin Manuel yeah, the- Miranda because uh, oh, Hamilton. I was watching well, th- this thing. I'm like, yeah, there should be a seventh. Yeah. Hamilton is in the theater that they performed 1776 oh. in too. Like, that is the other collection. Okay, So there's actually cute. a great article that's an, a conversation between the two of them. And it's cute because Lin-Manuel Miranda grew up watching Boy Meets World, too. So he's like... Because <laughs> he's, like, your age. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he was just losing his shit. I do, like, at the Manuel. back of this Hamilton book, there is uh-huh. a whole bunch of notes of just, like, all the excerpts they had to use for the songs. Because, like, uh-huh. uh, just, like, the, the rights thing where it's, uh, oh, this is excerpted from... Uh, you know, because they have, I am the modern major general, so there's a whole oh, I didn't know disclaimer that. at the end. I have only heard the opening song and a half from Hamilton. Because I'm serious. Every time I'm like, I, no, I don't want to listen to the a soundtrack. First, was that the White House thing just a, couple, yeah, like a month yeah. or two? That's the that's the first time I had heard anything, too. Well, and yeah. I had seen I had seen him perform his early version of that when he was the performing at the That's White the first House. thing they mentioned in this Making yeah. Up book. Because yeah. I had seen that a yonks ago. I kind of wonder... I'm, we're talking about Lynn Miranda Manuel, oh. not real Hamilton. Yeah, sorry. Well, right. I kind of wonder, like, how much self-aggrandizing you get. Like, there is kind of temptation because this this whole thing's about how great Hamilton is, which is played by the guy who wrote and directed the play. And the play starts with like him coming out and saying, "I hope you like my play." I don't like. Isn't that 
doesn't really kind of look a lot no, of people. I think it's kind of Bill, you know Are what? you implying that an actor and artist could have a little bit of that to them? What are you talking about? It sounds impossible. Someone who thinks their voice is important enough that they should be heard and that I you should pay know. to hear it can have a little pride. In that that sounds unlikely. I just wanted to be reading a book about like all these years ago. I'm going to tell you about the genesis of this thing that we just produced last year, back in the olden days of 2011. Bill, I like it. There are so many that hundreds and thousands of nerds losing their shit over that. that oh, this no, is enormously no. important. I'm not saying Bill, this is, so, this is someone else's Titanic. I'm just saying, this oh, is this someone's is, Star Wars, yeah. you know? No, it's, an, and yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting, actually, to have to have something written where the process is talked about. That is that's cool. Well, that's I what mean, this book is, yeah. Yeah, because there's so, you so there's rarely so, get to hear about you that. You so rarely get to hear about that until, like, decades and decades yeah. later. Yeah. And it gives, I, I feel like it would give people a lot of hope for, you know what, no, you're, maybe the stuff that you have to say is worth listening yeah. to. See, mm-hmm. this is my age showing, though, because I'm like, okay, so I'm ten years older than the guy who put this sure. thing together. When you are, like, reading a book uh, by the, someone who's ten yeah. years younger than you, saying, saying stuff like, Oh, back in the olden days of no, 2009. Why did you buy this? No, it's interesting because like, well, I'm watching the play at the same time. Because like, he wants to get angry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I want to find out because they you talked know, about sure. how they put the play together. Sure, sure, like sure. That. No, it's interesting. Yeah. No, I'm not even saying it's anything bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I get it. I've not finished the musical. I've not finished see, the book. See, that's the thing. It's like, if you haven't learned to listen to the soundtrack and you haven't watched the whole musical, why did you buy the making of? Because it's interesting. It's a big, big t- cult, nerd cultural t- touch. This also, is very true. very pretty picture. Yeah, the and photography also, in that looks beautiful. It's a beautifully done book. I love it is how a gorgeous It's got rough-hewn pages. No, it's as really an pretty. object, it's really nice to have. Like, the, the yeah. spine is really nice, It's like too. a really good cookbook. It smells good. And also pictures of ladies in tight pants. <laughs> that's all you need. But anyway, that's Hey, everybody. It. This is the Boy Howdy Podcast. Uh, we're at Boy Hattie Podcast on Twitter. Uh, BoyHattiePodcast.com is our website. We'll be back next week to talk to y'all about more pop culture get, uh, garbage. Are, and are, we'll you see. Gonna, are you going to set me up on Twitter? We'll later? see. Uh, yeah. yeah, we'll be... Uh, Can you type with Ghostfink? At I mean, Hey I'll Hamilton. figure it out. I'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah, you can get you can get a part-time job as being ghost of future past or present for like mm-hmm. a Dickens. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh man, there's gonna be some Halloween haunted houses coming up. We need to do some work, dude. Okay, oh, cool, man. cool. We'll see what we can do. It's nice. Yeah, Annie's Annie's gonna get Ghostbusters, ladies Ghostbusters. Thank Christmas. There we go. Pat. We can do some sort of tie-in with the Ghostbusters movie. Has there it been go. weird, like waking up next to a ghost? It's been like the fact that you hover five inches above the bed. All right. is kind of weird. Well, or five inches above my face. Kind yeah. of weird thing to wake up to. Did you dream too, of badgers but... again? Uh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, whatever. Anyway, friends, we'll talk to y'all next week about more bullshit. Take care, guys. My favorite color is...